Welcome to Tea with Culture and a seasoning of Sharjah Biennial. I'm Hin Mizaina and with me is Wael Hattar. And today we're going to talk about the Sharjah Biennial, which started on 5th of March and is on till the 5th of June. This year's curator, um, N.G. Ju, had, uh, had titled it The Past, the Present, and the Possible. The work that they have worked on is basically Sharjah in itself, uh, figuring out what has gone and, and with that, what they can develop and how they can reimagine and, and foresee what's going on with it. And, and, this, and this time around, they have about 51 artists coming from 25 countries, and about two, two-thirds of these projects were specifically commissioned. So you have a lot of research been done here, a lot of understanding, a lot of work within, or at least attempting to work within uh, uh, Sharjah's uh, sphere. Yeah, I mean, I think they didn't want it to be seen as a theme. It was just a title, and it was all about, I think, uh, I think they were shying away from having a theme. And it, I, every time I read about it, it's more about conversations between the work and mm. uh, um, and just kind of, yeah, specifically looking at Sharjah and uh, kind of interpreting what Sharjah is going through with its kind of the changes going on now and its revamping of the, you know, the heritage area and what does it mean. So, But, I mean, you, you've spent more time kind of uh, walking around there and, mm. and, 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 I guess, playing along with, with these uh, uh, events and uh, active pieces and all of those. Do you, was there this... Because from what I saw, the, the other, the kind of more static ones are the less of a... Uh, situational ones I, I mean I didn't feel the, you know the conversations uh, running through mm-hmm. all the work there was lots of good work which were good standalone work mm-hmm. um, and there was definitely some work where yes there is a sense of kind of uh, Sharjah in it or yep. research based on Sharjah so you, you see why that work was created but I didn't necessarily see this common thread across all the work where this conversation is like if it was there you know I wasn't part of that conversation I mean is was do you think that is because they they, they over tried or is it just that sometimes these uh, biennials in themselves try to be uh, over I don't know. Maybe it's just a bit of a very loose title, and mm-hmm. m- and trying not maybe having an actual theme. Maybe sometimes is a disservice. I mean, it's good yep. maybe to walk in, uh, trying to interpret things your way without having something too prescript to you know. Uh, Could it be that in the past few it. few few ones that they, they had a theme and the theme was was specific that maybe it didn't connect everybody? They wanted it to be a, a, a wider type of audience, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Like I said, but who I, would the audience be? Uh, again, I'm I'm not sure. Like mm. opening week is usually like the packed event. Yes. Uh, the couple of times I've gone later, it's just really no one else. It's just kind of me walking around. Mm. I don't know if weekends gets more of an audience. But I think I also take it back to, you know, who's who's the audience and even kind of mm-hmm. the artists. Like a lot of the artists, um, there wasn't enough, I feel, representation of UAE artists in okay. this biennial. And, um, I mean, there were three artists from here and the, the usual names, ones. you know, Hassan Sharif, uh, uh, Mohamed Kazim, and uh, Abdullah Saadi. Yes. And, like and, and they're all, you know, they're great. But I'm just like, when, when can uh, maybe new artists or fresh blood get injected into the Sharjah Biennial, at least out of the UAE artists. I mean, I was just very curious to know why wasn't there enough UAE artists invited to 
to but take part be, in this conversation. Could that be just because the, the the curator saw these the artists and the work and she couldn't connect with them. I mean, we we've also complained from the other end of like, oh, they're just attaching Emirati artists here because oh. it's it's. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying there should be like an yeah. affirmative action mm-hmm. and yeah, every biennial should have a percentage of Emirati <laughs> artists representing. But I'm just kind of curious at this stage. I just feel there's enough artists where you know they could be part mm-hmm. of a bigger mix instead of just the usual names. And like I said, nothing against the artists, but I'm I'm just kind of curious out of 51 artists yeah. why, why I, w- I was hoping especially with the theme that was focusing on yes, Sharjah, Sharjah why weren't enough That's why weren't there more UAE artists, artists invited are from Sharjah anyway right that's right Hind, was there any work for you that you, you saw that, that kind of connected to Sharjah more or represented or at least worked on the idea more than others that you liked I mean, there's a lot of pieces I liked, mm. uh, but maybe one, the closest where I linked it to yes. Sharjah directly was uh, a piece by Reem Al-Qadi, which had this uh, lovely long title, Communications from the Field of Contact, uh, and in brackets, each hair is a tongue. And it's a small piece mm-hmm. uh, made of uh, eyelashes uh, that she collected from sea laborers laborer <laughs> that she talked and interviewed mm. that she met them along the Sharjah Creek side and um, and just something very poetic and like it's a very poetic yeah. gesture and you know and collecting these eyelashes like you know I'm just thinking was, was it how weird was it uh, collecting I mean, yes, it, it, the title explains in a way you're collecting you're getting the eyelashes but whether you're getting the story yeah but but then just I, I kept thinking what or was it like situation. yeah like the moment when she's actually you know speaking to them and what was the response when she goes you know and can I have an eyelash you know I probably should have asked her that but I just think there's something beautiful where she stuck them all together mm. and you know it's a lot of eyelashes so I'm assuming she spoke to a lot of people and and with that I think just it just kind of incorporates you know storytelling and point of view and if we want to compare uh, kind of less more of less of a humanitarian aspect more of, of the physicality of Sharjah or, or local um, I know there were a few pieces that had worked on space there or on on kind of uh, past existing spaces there anything that, that you would want to highlight for us yeah, I mean, another one that stood out for me was uh, a piece by Michael Jew, and uh, the title is uh, Lo- mm-hmm. Local Inscribed, and in brackets, Walking into the Desert with Elisa Towards the Sun Looking Down. It's another long, okay. you know, poetic title. Um, and it, it's a, a site-specific work right. in one of the older warehouses that's going to be torn down in the port side of Sharjah. So it's across the creek, so I had to get on a boat from the oh, okay. Sharjah Biennial area to go and see it. So the place is already run down, mm-hmm. going to be demolished. And I think he played with that because there's lots of big cracks dug out on the on on the floor and it all leads to this wall which is kind of semi-reflective and the work is basically based on research he did when he visited archaeological sites in Sharjah okay. and also to do with the uh, old irrigation system so that's kind of the, the, the cracks well, on, on the floor. It's interesting that you have... Uh all this kind of water-related work. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. It's, and it's about and, and there's this video interview where he goes. It's about looking down, but it's also about looking up, and it's about kind of walking and traveling and traversing. Mm. And uh, so I thought that was quite a. Uh, it, it actually looks quite beautiful at night. It ha- takes on another characteristic, which looks really sinister. And during the day, there's this nice shiny wall, and so um, so I'm curious to know how it'll carry on. Like I don't know if the building will be demolished right away after okay. the biennial, or will it stay on, and what will the effects be after it's kind of. Uh, you know, starting to deteriorate on its mm-hmm. own. I guess it's a fair question to ask. So, so with with these past two works, they were kind of the ones, like you said, connected to Sharjah. Anything that 
wasn't necessarily connected to uh, to to the city in in sense, but was worth mentioning. Like, it was interesting as an art piece. Yeah, I mean, I fell in love with this video piece by Zhao Xing Arthur Liu called Cora, and it was that's the short title. That, yeah, that's a short <laughs> title. Um, it was uh, projected on like a very big wall in mm. uh, in in one of the rooms in the calligraphy square, if I remember correctly. And it's 27 minutes long. And it's basically a, it's a journey across the uh, uh, Tibetan plateau when it ends at Mount Everest. And it's like a four-day journey that okay. the artist took, beautifully shot, like with, you know, very high-tech uh, camera. But it's just you're following him. And there's beautiful music. And it's very contemplative. It's very... You feel small because of the beautiful nature around you, okay. and there's, there's, you know, it feels like it's a pilgrimage of some sort. And then later on, I read he did this after the death of his daughter, so it's almost kind of seeking solace, seeking something, you know. To I mean, it, it does, it does easily connect to the the, the larger title of. Uh, past, present, and kind of uh, looking forward the to, to the possible, looking yeah. forward to everything else. Yeah, I guess. So, but I mean, but mm. like, but that nothing. I know I didn't link it to shot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not shot, but yeah, but, I can see but how it is, it, it is a beautiful piece. piece, and just like you know, the cinema fan in me just was in love with it, and yes. there's something hopefully more can see. Like I said, it's on its screen on this very big screen. It's so one of the biggest I think screening I saw, and I sat and watched the entire thing, and it is beautiful, and you just kind of get lost in its epicness because it's mm -hmm. just the way it was shot and uh, and of course there's sadness and like I said it just feels like you know he's look, looking for something or looking to you know answers or yep. just trying to resolve uh, you know or dealing with loss so yeah that was a, a beautiful piece so definitely one uh, to recommend and in general uh, uh, the Sharjah Biennial, you always you, it helps you also kind of figure out the different parts. Are fine. Sometimes you get lost, but it's 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 you discovering the city. Especially me, uh, someone who is kind of raised in in, in Sharjah and having to know the area before and and, and after the this, this biennial kind of clicked to things that uh, triggered my memory of walking around as a youth and mm, going. But mm. but the one that I'm actually a little bit sad that I missed, but it's something that took people completely out of of the regular was um, Adrian Villa Rojas's piece, and this was in the ice factory. Um, you went there, though. You took yes. that four-hour four, four hour bus ride? Well, well, so, no, we didn't take the bus ride. We found it on the map, and I just okay. went with friends. Because it's like, um, yeah, I mean, that one, yeah, so the, away from the Sharjah Art Space and the Heritage Area and the Art Museum, uh, this was a completely, uh, you know, isolated spot mm. that was part of the biennial. And it's an hour's drive from Sharjah. And every Saturday, there was a bus organized by Sharjah Art Foundation. But just, yeah, one weekend, my friends and I were like, wait, if we found it on the map, let's just use it as a road yeah. go you know excuse as a road trip which was actually really fun and we got there and it was just us and there's a beauty about just actually being there on your own to see it because if there was a lot of people i don't think it would have been mm. as enjoyable and it's definitely something you need to see during the day and yeah so i mean how can i describe this i hope i can you know i mean um, I, I can i can help you because all i did was discuss this piece and i don't yeah. even go to visit it it's just because a lot of people would say oh this is the one thing that you have to yeah. to go go see and yes. in charge and then the opposite of the rest, I, I never got it. It was a waste of time. Uh, I shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Which is interesting to have that kind of that complete opposite of both. It wasn't. It wasn't a mediocre piece. Yeah. And what, for, for, for what they explained it to me, and maybe you can give the, the viewers something else, but or even correct my vision understanding, is that it was about life and decay and things that that kind of uh, not necessarily rot, but just going kind to of fade away. So uh, he they he has these 
um, land mass or objects from from Earth and plantation, everything else sitting there in, in kind of larger forms, yes. and but slowly giving away to time, like fading, drying, falling apart. Yeah, uh, so it's lots of like, like tall pillars mm-hmm. and all stacked and there's, you know, cement and uh, fertilizer and plants and, you know, objects like shoes and bags and hats mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, I think, you know, dead birds and and I, the artist said himself again in another interview mm-hmm. he didn't he doesn't know what's going to happen to this piece after and mm-hmm. i think it's the idea of what what does uh, what is art what is the representation of art if there are no humans around mm. you know what would take shape and and he's created something where some pieces were colorful and some pieces were dark so to me it was it was life and death because yes. there's also growth because he's you know planted seeds and you know will these seeds uh, flourish into something beautiful or would it die or would it, and there's even food so you know rotting vegetables and everything that's piled in those different uh, columns inside mm. the factory are from the the surrounding area so it's stuff he's Found collected objects, more or less. yeah and it's all you know so the seeds the you know the the abandoned toys the clothes uh, but everything is from the area so that is very much a local piece to do with the mm. uh, <laughs> that specific yeah. part of Sharjah. With pieces like that, the reason why I'm a little bit set of not being having the chance to, mm. to see it is that it's also, no matter how much you read about it or look at it, you're, you're, you're missing the sense of smell, that, that kind of the atmosphere that's around the... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's because like, like the opening week, um, everyone was raving about it and yes. I was like, I don't want to leave it too late because I want to catch where some of it mm. isn't, you know, is in mid-rot <laughs> versus completely rotten stage. But we went and like I said, there is, there is life but there's also death and yes. I just don't know how long it will carry and, the, and you can hear birds chirping away so these are birds from the area and there's a beautiful light that sets in so there's light and shadow and it's definitely something mm. you, you see you know at least by four or five o'clock because I think after six it's pointless and I think that was intentional yes. as well there's no lights yes. in for you to see it at night um, and he's just uh, you know emptied out the space and just used created these columns and outside it okay. are these long um, they almost look like mass burial uh, graves mm. so that there's something again very like dark Eerie. about yep. it and I don't know if the intention was something was going to grow out of it because they're just kind of these uh, piles of uh, very long looking you know kind of soil or dark soil or fertilizer al- aligned outside the entrance of it and again I don't know what happens with that you know has it collected things that has been you know blown from the wind or uh, not so I mean luckily it wasn't too smelly when I was there or at least my sense of smell isn't the strongest so maybe that was a good thing but there's definitely something worth uh, seeing in person you know experiencing the space and looking at the piece uh in person i mean look it's on till the 5th of june and it is it's easily found on the map you just put kalba ice factory on google map and it'll pop up and yeah just uh uh plan on a road trip and go there i mean from if 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 i can give my little sense of what 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 I found intriguing as, a, as an art piece, but also just a little bit of an idea of when sometimes it can be playful, was Abdullah Saadi's uh, uh, Scarecrow. You know, that one, it's, uh, it has a, like a, a, a thobe and, and a little bobble kind of head made out of 
I don't know what exactly it was. Well, it was, it was many scarecrows. So it was mm. a, it was a, a, a it's group a, of men. Yes. <laughs> well, and women. I mean, no. So this was done. It's an older piece. So this wasn't done specifically for the biennial. I think it's dated uh, 2013. It was a result from a residency he did in uh, Brazil. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know the history of it. And so this, the shape of the scarecrows is, I think, inspired by the uh, shape of the statue of uh, Christ in oh, Rio. Okay. And with this this piece, it's called Scarecrows, and it's a lot. I, I don't know how many, but there's definitely like twenty plus scarecrows in in an open space, and uh, and there's representation of male and female. And when I looked up the description, it's mm. to, it's address. It's he's created this community, and it's addressing the taboo of uh, you know uh, spaces with mixed genders. You know, so it's a space that talks about you know men and women mm. in the same space and uh, enough, but for me the, the reason why I found it kind of at least playful because uh, I didn't I didn't go into the, I don't know the history mm. of, of what I was saying but um, me seeing it especially that you always you always hear from at least from from a foreigner's point of view that oh uh, immoralities are scary don't interact don't do that so you have this kind of aura especially when when you have um, for lack of a better word the white people inter- and kind of mentioning this and in a way, it was like the scarecrow. You put it to kind of scare away things that you don't want to stay, <laughs> and and it's it's them. It's it's, it's kind of that interest in, interaction of uh, we are playful, we are real. It's it's that human for me. Okay, it's a humanizing aspect of 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 the kind of the, 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 the locale oh, right. uh, in it, and and I thought it could it, it just worked for that. But again, art is also people's interpretation yeah no of course yeah yeah, it's funny hearing that yeah i mean it's funny hearing that point of view but yeah you walk in and and there's something playful because he's just Mm. used you know odd objects to you know faces and shapes but it's definitely a lot of them and uh and yeah i mean i don't know if you know does each one have a name (laughs) character (laughs) so the way they were so they were placed and yeah so it was just i thought it was i like the idea that it's kind of looking into the uh you know public space where there's male and female and yeah, it, it, you know, sure. it addresses I mean, uh, overall, as we've discussed, um, there are a few pieces here and there that, that have uh, a weight to them. But I think, as I mentioned early on, overall, there is this lack of, of communication from piece to piece or as a, as a larger group. I mean, I know uh, when, as you walk around, you sometimes you forget what the theme is or why the mm. idea is, just because it tries to be big, not bigger than it is, but kind of simpler than it is. And maybe in that sense, they lost the art fanaticism but it was still too much for the for the basic human being I mean I tried to get my parents to, to go mm. and they weren't really interested mm. versus a few years before when it, when it seemed more coherent or more oh. uh, kind of logical I guess yeah um, yeah, I mean, but on the other end, it might be nice to just, yeah, wander around mm. and get lost and don't have to be tied to a uh, specific theme and, you know, just let the work speak to you. And that's why, you know, that's why I like going there, just walking yeah. alone. It's it, it's a, a more enjoyable experience. I mean, it's always good to go with friends, but to me, it's just like it's an opportunity for me just to kind of totally get lost with the work mm. and, and look at it and, and read and just kind of, you know, have your moment yeah. with it without but, being rushed. But the, about the it. reading, I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, uh, this year's book has been, it looks, looks fantastic, looks great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Charger Art Foundation always publish really yes. cool uh, br- books. So shout out to the publishing team and the person that designs it. Yeah, it's, it's simple, simple to carry through. And even if you've missed something, it explains it and it holds it. And it's a, it's very good, especially that I've, I've had a few books from other biennales and it was always added more questions <laughs> than actually helped uh, contain I- yeah. ideas and memories of it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I think with this catalog, because this came out before, so you don't have actual images of the work. So I don't know if something will be published mm. post uh, biennial, which has the actual visuals of a lot of work because some of this 
in the existing catalog is like even sketches. So mm. was that a phase when the work wasn't even complete, I guess, when it went into print. But it would be beautiful to have maybe if another publication does come out that has the actual visuals of the installation and the work that was shown. And this would uh, end our uh, podcast for, uh, for this time around. Thank you for listening and speak to you again. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>